Let me tell you something, brother. I was on the Genesis, dude. And you had to hit A and B to do the leg drop, brother. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 42 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am Nick Stevens, and with me is a lone host. We've lost a few hosts since the last time, uh, but with me this time is Landon Long. What's up, Landon? Hey, Nick. How you doing? Pretty good, man. We, uh, gosh, we have everyone's so busy right now. I, I know I just moved. Um, uh, Aaron couldn't join us tonight because he's in the process of moving. Josh Witt just bought a new house. Uh, Landon, have you moved, or you in the process of moving? <laughs> um, I bought a car this week, so Ooh. that's about the only thing I've done. Hey, that's, that's adult. The adult, yeah. <laughs> Don't you just love being an adult? I know. I saw a uh, Facebook post the other day. It said we should get stickers for being a, an adult. Like, I went to work today. <laughs> I did laundry. I mowed the yard. <laughs> a, per- a participation ribbon. <laughs> that's right. I, I bought a house. I moved into a house. I bought a car. That's right. <laughs> went to work today. Ching. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Let's not talk about work. Oh, no, not at all. That's the whole reason I don't feel real prepared about this is because of work this week. But uh, <laughs> this is, you know, we're going to talk about Real Rumble today. This is one of those games that I, even if I wasn't prepared, I'm like, I can wing it. I played this game so much as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me too. It was it was one of those where if the rental store didn't have anything else, I'm like, eh, I'll just get Royal Rumble. It's good. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys would like to connect with us, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Genesis Gems Podcast. Go join our Facebook group group at facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gen Gems. Check us out on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. We haven't got one of those in a while. Kind of sad, but uh, if you uh, if you guys have are listening to this, you listen to us on iTunes and haven't left us a review, please go do that. Um, we are on Stitcher. We are on Google Play. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. Woo. I like how, uh, com. That was kind of funny. Nah, you were excited. I was excited. <laughs> it's been a while. You know, we haven't released a Genesis Gems episode since the end of April, so that's. Uh, oh wow! We try to get two out a month, and we didn't do one for the whole month of May. So sorry, listeners. Just things happen. You know, can't help yeah, it. But life, life, life happens. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So um, well, we, we we won't have a certain segment this week. Sorry, listeners. Ask Aaron will not be a segment because he's not here to ask. I'm sorry. I, I thought about posting something and then trying to be Aaron, but I thought that wouldn't... I, I didn't think I'd do him service. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like something the two dudes would do. You don't want to stoop to their level. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, we can just get right into Sega Snippets. Test one, two. Sega! Now it's time for Sega Snippets. Sweet. Sweet. So, um, I've been up to a lot of Sega recently. Last episode, I, you know, where I said I moved, all my stuff was in boxes and hadn't really mm-hmm. had a chance to pull out my Genesis. But um, I've actually there, there's two big things I was going to talk about. Um, I finally bought one of these, and I, I I knew they had bad reviews and quality wasn't best. But I bought one of the uh, App Games Sega Genesis portable system things. Oh, cool! And uh, I got it at the dollar store. I've, I've seen them up on this shelf for like two years, and they've been forty dollars for the longest time. And um, they had been marked down, and there was only one left, and it was fifteen dollars. And I thought, I gotta get that. I gotta get it. Oh, you can't beat yeah. that. That's good. It's good price. Yeah. So it's yeah. D- definitely all the reviews are true. Um, the sound is awful, but I like the way the controllers laid out. And, um, you know, a lot of people say if you have a PSP and you hack it, there's no need to get this. I do have a hacked PSP. I do play some Genesis games on it, but I, I kind of like the controller layout on this a little better. Um, and uh, the games that come with it are pretty good. You know, there's all three Streets of Rage, you know, Sonic, oh, cool. um, Sonic 1 and 2, and Sonic and & Knuckles, all the Golden Axe games. And then, of course, there's an SD card slot on the top that you can actually add more games to, which I thought was kind of strange. You know, this is a Genesis-licensed you know, Sega thing, and they're saying, yeah, sure, put your ROMs in here. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's pretty cool, Sega. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like that. But uh, that's been pretty fun. My kids really like it. They've been playing it probably more than I have. But uh, it, it's a nice little thing on the go. I've really enjoyed my mobile gaming here recently, portable gaming. 
which is uh, kind of my next topic. I downloaded Jet Set Radio on PS Vita, which... Uh, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I, I first played that on the Dreamcast, and when it came to North America, it was Jet Grind Radio. I guess there were some trademark issues, but uh, they, re- they released it on the PlayStation Network as Jet Set Radio. And, uh, man, I'm loving that game. I forgot how much I did like it. I thought it was going to be boring again because... The premise is pretty simple. I mean, you're on rollerblades and <laughs> you got to spray graffiti over things, and that's really it. You run away from the cops, but it's, that's a cool game. It's a very cool game, and I, it still controls well. It looks good. Like I, that game had a lot of the Dreamcast era games. I don't know that graphically they still hold up as well, but this one really holds up. That cell shaded graphics, things like that. I think it really held up well. Oh, nice. Yeah, that that's a good one. I like that one. I remember, I remember being in high school playing that one. I'm like, hmm. This is a pretty neat uh, premise for a game going around spray painting graffiti on stuff. I like this. <laughs> There's like a little disclaimer at the at the beginning of it. It's, yeah. it's something like, uh, you know, don't go around spraying graffiti, kids. <laughs> graffiti is a crime that's or right. something like that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. How about you? You been up to anything Sega related? Uh, uh, besides the game we've been playing, uh, I've been playing a little bit. I... Uh, Found a really nice uh, Sega CD emulator, and I've been playing Earthworm Jim, uh, the Sega CD version. Oh man, yeah. The the music on that is just amazing. So good on the CD, and you know it was the it was the review that you and Aaron did that uh, got me into wanting to play it. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll try it since Nick and Aaron gave it their uh, their thumbs up, and you guys didn't disappoint. It's been great. It's such a good game. So you never played Earthworm Jim before? I'd never played the first one. I played the okay. second one, but I'd never played the first one. And I, I gotta say, I think I like the first one a little bit better now that I've played it. Yeah, I, I, a little bit of time with it. I do too. I mean, it's it's classic. It's hard. I, it's hard to get Ooh. real far on that game, but yeah, that one's a tough one. It's uh, it, it is it is fun though. It's like one of those where it's challenging, but it's a fun challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else have I been playing? Played a little bit of Starflight the other day. Ooh, yeah. That's a that's an awesome game, especially if you're like a Star Trek fan. It's like a Star Trek simulator, basically. <laughs> I remember we had talked about maybe doing that once. Yeah, I know. That would... Josh is a big fan of that game, so. Well, it was him and Aaron that got me turned on to it. You know, I saw it, and I sent Josh and Aaron both a message. I'm like, you know, they, there's a guy that's got this for sale locally. He's wanting 10 bucks for it and the instruction manuals that were there. I'm like, yeah, go pick it up. Do it now. <laughs> now, now. Yeah. I know. Uh... They, said, play it. they said play it for about, you know, an hour or two and then get back to us and let us know what you think. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest game ever. Well, I remember Josh, like, uh, giving us all a little gift at the Lexington uh, convention. And mm-hmm. he gave me a copy of that game. So and I've, I've yet to really dig into it. I need I need to do that. But <laughs> When you get into it, like, you just be- – it's kind of like one of those games, kind of like SimCity, where you make a little bit of money and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be hooked. <laughs> I'm going to make an empire of just doing this and make a billion – dollars or credits or whatever the unit of currency is <laughs> yeah i need to do that that's got to be one of those games that I'm just want to take a weekend and just go at it you'll get hooked like i remember I, the first time i tried it which was a few months ago and really got into it i uh, i'm like well you know i'm gonna play for an hour and then you know i got some stuff i gotta do around the house and i sat down it was like 6 30 in the afternoon i looked at the clock and it was 9 30 and i'm like oh my gosh i've been sitting here for three hours playing this <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> if you if you play it don't go too far outside of your solar system there are bigger fish and dudes and bigger spaceships that can fry you <laughs> that's kind of cool so it's, it's like one of those games that doesn't really hold you back you can just go do whatever you want to do and yeah, you can just go where you want to go, upgrade the parts of the ship that you want to. Okay. Uh, like, I named all the uh, all the crew members after uh, guys in the Retro Junkies. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what you were. I think you were our navigator. Ooh, nice. I'll take you were that. the navigator. Uh, Kelso was the science officer. <laughs> I think Josh, it was either Josh or Aaron, was the medical doctor on board. Was Nick DeMarco like the prisoner that was behind bars? <laughs> <laughs> Nick was the alien life form that we were taking back to dissect. (laughs) Which is something you can actually do. Like, you can capture alien species and load them up onto the ship and take them back and, like, sell them to people on the black market. Probe them. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you get. (laughs) Get back in that dungeon. That's great. But, yeah, it 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 was a cool game, and it was fun to, like, see... Your ship has taken damage. Michael Kelso has died. Nick Stevens has died. <laughs> Josh Witt has died. And I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> it was like the Oregon Trail in space. Instead of everybody dying from dysentery, they died from laser blasts. 
Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, that's really all I've been into. And it, Starflight again. If you don't have that, get that. It's a great game. Great game. That's an EA game, right? That's one of those EA games, one of the big ones with the yellow tab. Yep, yep. That I always thought was like the four-player multiplayer thing when I saw it when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, that's one of those games you can hook the controller into the cartridge and play four people. Yeah, I always thought that was something special. Like, yeah, look at this. It must mean it has better graphics or something. <laughs> and then I pulled it out one day. I'm like, oh, it's just a yellow tab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but yeah, that's that's been about it besides our, uh, our game uh, that we're going to go over here in just a little bit. Which is a good wrestling game, right? <laughs> oh, it's a great wrestling game. Yeah, I got a good wrestling joke here for you. Oh, oh let's hear it. So, why did Vince go to heaven? I don't know why. Because he had no chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, I could do I could do a Vince McMahon impression. And I do it whenever Rob's like drinking an orange crush because he spits it everywhere. <laughs> we were watch, There's some backstory to it. We were watching... He had recorded one of the WrestleManias or one of the uh, pay-per-views back, you know, when they were actually pay-per-views, and we were watching it, and Vince McMahon come on there, and it was something having to do with his daughter or something, and he goes, Stephanie, take off your bra, and Rob's like, oh, wow, that's that's a horrible dad, and I looked at him, and I said, Stephanie, take off your bra! That he spit, so, spits orange soda out of his, out of his mouth. He spit, orange, he spit orange soda out. And then they did this segment where they were talking about a Buried Alive match. And, like, I don't know if somebody had messed up on the audio or if they meant to do this. And it goes, buried, 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 buried alive. <laughs> and I said, Rob, that's kind of their equivalent of Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Buried, buried, buried alive. <laughs> your impressions are just top notch. You have to get, like, a, like a resume of your impressions. <laughs> I've watched way too much wrestling. <laughs> You're fire! That's the best. That's the only thing I can do for Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, I love all these new videos that are surfacing of uh, like the throwbacks where Trump and Stone Cold were getting into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot that him and uh, Vince had like a WrestleMania match one year. Yeah, didn't uh, like Trump cut his hair or something? Like shaved it? Yeah, he shaved him bald. <laughs> uh, if, if, if they only knew then that he might be the next president. <laughs> It's like that. I don't know if you've ever seen that Mike Judge movie called Idiocracy yes, where the president yes. was a former wrestler. Yes. <laughs> it's what plants crave. It has electrolytes. <laughs> Brondo. <laughs> I love that movie. So good. I always told, always told my wife that's what America's going to look like in about 40 or 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Be electing. Uh, well, I, you know, speaking of that, I saw a thing it relates to wrestling. Uh, I saw where The Rock is like considering running for president in the next election. Oh man, I'd vote for him. It's a Rock. I would, I would too. He'd play the SmackDown on some people. That's right. Oh, wow. Wouldn't put up with no jabronis in the That's White right. House. He'd rename the road, you know, Jabroni Drive, whatever that SmackDown <laughs> Boulevard. Or I probably I think I got that backwards, but <laughs> <laughs> the corner of I think it was like Know Your Role Boulevard yeah, and yeah. SmackDown Drive That's or right. something. <laughs> You'd be like a Congress meeting. So, Congress, what do you think? It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> State of the Union would just be the people's eyebrow. Yeah, exactly right. It's like, oh, it's people's eyebrow. We're, we're good. <laughs> How about we do this? Uh, game on, Landon. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Alright. So, Royal Rumble for the Sega Genesis. So, uh, the first thing I want to ask is, uh, did you play this from the Genesis first or uh, Super Nintendo? I actually played it on the Genesis first. All right. So, I, to me, this is the version of Royal Rumble that you're supposed to play. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Just because it was the first one I, I, I ever played. Um, our rental place in town, you know, we uh, we didn't get. I didn't have a whole lot of money growing up, so I always rented games instead of buying them. And I saw this, and they didn't have it for Super Nintendo. I'm like, oh wow, this is that new wrestling game I've seen on TV, and went and rented it, and. You know, I wanted to ask you about the cover of it. Do you think those are the actual guys, or do you think they're like cardboard cutouts of them that they like <laughs> did a picture with? I'd never thought about that. You just said that. I mean, it looks that way. It looks like it, either a really good early Photoshop job. I don't know if they had Photoshop back in 93, but that, <laughs> that could be it. Just slide some uh, cardboard cutouts in the ring and take a picture. I always thought that's what it was like. Man, those are, those are so really good looking yeah. cardboard cutouts to everybody I mean L Luther's arm looks like it's over top of the rope though Hogan's hand yeah. Hogan's hand looks like it's through the ro rope I can't tell 
<laughs> man, Hulkster could do that. He could go through ropes. Oh, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> That's great. And that was another reason I, I played this one first was because it had Hulk on the front. And I was I was a big Hulk fan growing up. So yeah, um, I actually played the Super Nintendo version first. I uh, oh, I remember um, I got this for my birthday one year, and I remember my mom ordered it from like a Sears catalog. And uh-huh. uh, we didn't have a Sears in town. It was just like one of those drop-off centers that mm-hmm. um, had like catalogs and jazz. <laughs> so I remember picking it up. I think she spent like seventy or eighty dollars on this game. Oh wow! <laughs> you know how they marked the prices up pretty high. In the, oh yeah, I, the, the delivery. Yeah, I got a home and oh man, I played this game for hours upon hours. And then uh, a real good friend of mine down the street, he's always the guy that had the Genesis, and I would go to his house and play it. And, yeah, and I, I thought, oh, I'm a little jealous. You got Hawk Hogan, you got IRS, and Papa Shango, and not Jim Duggan. Yep. Yeah, because you get so used to, to the other guys. And, you know, of course, Super Nintendo did have Ric Flair, which was pretty cool. But um, That is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. You know, it seemed like the Genesis and Super Nintendo, when the same game was on both systems, they would do things mm-hmm. like that and switch up the – there's always something different that make you want to go own both. That's really cool, and I kind of wish games would do that today, too. You know, kind of, you know, have – different versions, you know, like different systems have different guys, you know, or, or guys that are special. I know Soul Calibur did that a little bit, you know, with the Yoda and the Darth Vader yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. that was, I was like you, I always thought that was really cool that the Genesis version had different guys and uh, different matchups you could have. I will tell you one thing, we'll get into this later, but I remember having to play the Genesis version with the three-button controller. That was not fun. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. I tried to do that for this review, oh. and I'm like, uh, I'll just get the six button out. <laughs> yep, yep. I did the same thing. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this game for the Genesis version, anyway. This was published and developed by Acclaim and Flying Edge. Uh, if you look at the Super Nintendo version, it actually has the big rainbow of death called LJN, which I'm sh- <laughs> shocked they were brave enough to put that on there. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but um, there was a gentleman. I believe his name was uh, Ned Martin. Okay, yeah, Ned Martin. So for the Super Nintendo, it says LJN, and Genesis, it says Flying Edge, but the same guy was the designer. So I never really understood that because a lot of the uh, Genesis games said Flying Edge. A lot of the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo games said LJN. I don't know if there's some kind of a legal issue with that, but it's kind of interesting. I'm sure it's out there somewhere on the Internet. But uh, he did work on both of those, and he actually worked um, uh, one of my favorites. This is so random. One of my favorite basketball games on Super Nintendo was called Looney Tunes Basketball. <laughs> you played that? Oh, I love that game. Oh, I love that yeah. game. That was so much fun. Yeah, he, he actually designed that as well. But um, awesome. Yeah, so he did a lot of uh, a lot of wrestling games. Super WrestleMania. Uh, he did Raw. Of course, we'll talk about that one day. Uh, Jack Nicholas Golf, of course, design. A lot of other Jack Nicholas games. So he's worked on a lot of just sports games, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I was a big fan of Looney Tunes Basketball. <laughs> oh, that was such a fun game. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do that one on the Super Show so I know. Do it on Genesis well, Gym. I'm just glad I'm not the only person who liked that game. <laughs> oh, dude, I used to rent. I used to rent that quite a bit when it came out. Me too. It was like I always got Elmer Fudd and uh, Daffy Duck. I think <laughs> those my t- the, my team. <laughs> I think I I think I used Elmer Fudd and Bugs a lot, or I kind of used uh, Elmer and Daffy a lot too. I remember Elmer could hit the three pointers. That's what I remember. He was like my three point shooter. Or Elmer and Taz, and I'd have Taz just play defense and have <laughs> Elmer take all the shots. It's like Rodman. Taz is Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah so this, this game did come out in 93. Um, if you want to pick it up now, it's pretty affordable. I actually got the complete box. Uh, there was a retro store many years ago going out of business in a flea market, and I ended up getting like the complete set, like three bucks, which uh, oh, wow. right now it's averaging, the cart is uh, averaging for $6.00. And the complete inbox is averaging for thirteen, so it's pretty affordable. Yeah, it's not too bad. I think I got mine. I got mine about two years ago. It was the the cartridge, the box, and the instructions, and it was like six bucks. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No, I saw that and I'm like, whoop, yep, coming home with me. <laughs> Definitely getting that. <laughs> oh my. So uh you know, we always talk about story in some of these games. There's really not a story in this game, of course, it's wrestling. But uh, yep. I'm going to read from the manual because I just thought this was pretty cool. It's kind of like the advertisement. <laughs> so the heading says, get ready to rumble. Are you ready for the wildest wrestling action you've ever experienced? You better be because Royal Rumble is ready for you. Command the brawny power of ring savvy Matt Leggins like Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. Tackle the Undertaker and crush. Overpower your opponents with a muscular narcissist. Or outwit them with a peerless scientific attack of Bret Hitman Hart. In one-on-one competition, two or three-man tag team bouts, or in the toughest challenge of wrestling skills ever devised, the awesome Royal Rumble. 
No matter how you choose to play, Royal Rumble takes you through the ropes and into the center of the ring with wrestling action so real, you'll be pinned to your seat. Oh, see, what, see what they did there. <laughs> I see what, I, I like that. That was a Genesis Gems worthy pun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so funny and just reading that. I, I, I can't remember... When Lex Luthor came to WWE, I don't remember him that long being the narcissist. It seemed like he went to the the American flag thing pretty quick after that. Yeah, I don't think I was working. I remember. For him. I remember as a kid, like I looked at that, like who's the narcissist? That guy looks a lot like Lex Luger, and that was when, like you said, he was doing the American flag thing. I think I just called him Lex Luthor. <laughs> 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 What's Superman doing in this game? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think that needs to be Rob's new nickname, Flex Luther. Flex. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. But um, yes, I mean this wrestling games at this time, other than probably Fire Pro, which Lynn and I covered over in the Retro Junkies Network or Retro Junkies Super Show. Gotta check it out sometime. Yeah, check it out. It's good. <laughs> the, there really wasn't much of like a the 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 modes were very simple. I mean, you'd have one on one tag team. That was pretty much it. But what this game really brought, and this what the title is, Real, Real Rumble. Um, I don't think any game before this really let you have. I think it was like six people in the ring at the same time was the limit uh, for this. Yeah, it would it would do six, and then one would get eliminated like, you know, 10 to 15 seconds later if somebody would come in to take his spot. Yeah, and I, I remember kind of devising, and this is just kind of how nerdy I was, but my imagination, I would like create my own, like, uh, my own season. I'd write down like my own storylines and who had the belt, and I would do a real, real <laughs> rumble to see who would win for the next title shot at WrestleMania. Blah blah blah, things like that. But man, look at you—you you were booking wrestling. Oh, at I know. Early age. I know. So it, it, it kind of you know all the new games kind of take all the imagination out of it because they all have storylines. But yeah. uh, I remember doing things like that with this game, and, and uh, you know I, I would do a thing where I would start a Royal Rumble and start at like uh, the one difficulty and see how high I could get. I never could beat it on on difficulty ten. I think I got I think I got the eight or nine maybe. Oh wow, better than I did. I could I think I did five was the very best I could do. Wow, I mean, <laughs> you're we'll get the controls later, but it's like a button mashing machine. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I like my hands would hurt from the button mashing. Yeah. That's no joke. Well, I have a uh, six button arcade stick now, and I uh, turned the difficulty all the way up, and I tried to put the turbo button on to the grapple button, mm-hmm. and I still would lose grapples. <laughs> like that's oh wow. I'm like wow, that's that's really bad. This game's just super duper difficult. Yeah. Uh, but um, as far as controls go, um, of course, with the Genesis version, uh, right off the bat in the manual, it kind of encourages you to use the six button controller. Yeah, <laughs> there's a I like that. There's a picture of the six button controller in the manual, and it says, "Note: Royal Rumble automatically supports the Sega Genesis six button arcade pad." So, <laughs> right <laughs> off the bat, but um, it kind of goes over the controls. Um, it uh, you know. To move around the ring, use the D button. That makes sense. To run across the ring, hold the A button. To kick your opponent, to kick your opponent, press the C button. To punch your opponent, press the B button. To stomp or knee drop your opponent, press the C button. To splash or elbow drop your opponent, press the B button while you're standing. And your opponent is on the mat. And here's where all the craziness goes in. Um, oh, yeah. If you have a three-button controller, you gotta start doing combinations. To so go for a pin, press the B and C buttons or the Y button if you have a six-button controller. <laughs> it's on and on. And then uh, like your your uh, finisher. I'm not going to go through every one of these. I believe your finisher on the six button controller, if I can find it here. Uh, whatever the top button was beside. It was like Z, wasn't it? Z- yep, the Z. Z okay, <laughs> I had to look at my controller. It's like, it's all muscle memory. I just can't remember it. Yep. <laughs> so, but if you, uh, what is it on three button controllers? Is it like B and C together? A and B together. A and B together, okay. See, I, I just didn't even want to try the three button controller. <laughs> and like, if you, and I tried it with the three-button controller growing up, and if you messed up on your timing hitting A and B together, you would do, like, some puny, like, leg drop on them when you were trying to do, like, a special move or something. <laughs> that's right. And you're like, no, that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. This game doesn't work. The controllers are horrible. That's exactly right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, had, it, I had a little trouble even. The three-button controller just was not, not where it was. And I actually, like... If you think about the two schemes, a lot of people will go with the Super Nintendo. I actually like the Sega Genesis version better with the uh, button layout, of course, because you had to use a lot of the shoulder buttons um, when you played Super Nintendo, which I wasn't a fan of. Yeah, I didn't like that either very much. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I like the, the controller layout of the Genesis version a lot better. Because yeah. when you get your opponent wearing, wear down and you want to hit that finisher, you, you got to, especially on the grapple, You've got to click that fast, and it was so hard to get your finger working on the shoulder buttons. Oh gosh, uh, yes, the click, 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 click <laughs> with your index fingers. I'd have to like turn it over and use the palm of my hand, and start like <laughs> karate chopping it or something. 
And I mean, when you're doing those special moves, you know, when you're in a grapple, you have a little gauge that shows the momentum, and you had to get that thing like all the way up past, yeah, yeah. like all the way full before you could even attempt to try to pull off the special move. So it's like all the way in the green, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. I think it went like blue, red, then green, and when you got to green, you could do the the specials. That's why it was nice to get someone with a finisher that you know just laying on the ground or do Macho Man Randy Savage from the top rope. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Him, uh, Bret Hart was another good one. Oh, he yeah. just put him in a sharpshooter. The thing I didn't like about that, though, and it's kind of a, a gripe, the guys who use submission moves, and they fixed it in uh, Monday Night Raw, but on this one, when you put them in a submission move, they don't give up. It just drains their energy until <laughs> they don't have any energy, and then you have to roll over and pin them. Exactly, yeah. Well, and I remember playing Super Nintendo. You'd have Mr. Perfect, and he would do a perfect flex, but he wouldn't pin him. So you do the perfect flex. Oh, yeah. He'd hold it, and you'd have to walk around and pin him, which is just kind of defeating the purpose of the perfect flex because no one could get exactly. out of it, right? Exactly. That was like the inescapable move. Yeah. And I remember he was like the spokesman for this game on the WWF uh, TV shows. Like, you know, they would show the pictures of the thing, and he said, would say it was like it was the perfect game or something. It was, I remember him being like the spokesman for this. Yeah. Well, but he, they only showed him with the Super Nintendo version. They never showed him with the Genesis version. Yeah, he, he was just in Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. 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 And that's all they would show on the commercials was the Super Nintendo version. Like, they made it for Genesis 2. I know. That's crazy. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you think about the, the game prior to this, which we covered in Episode 3, I believe, um, mm-hmm. Super WrestleMania. We, it actually was a lot better on Genesis than it was Super Nintendo because there's finishing moves. They didn't have that in the Super Nintendo version. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this probably was a big deal for Super Nintendo fans. They finally get a... Because that was kind of the, the lore of this. I'm like, wow, I could do finishing moves now. You think about the wrestling games before that, you know, with the license, the ones on Nintendo, they weren't yeah. they weren't very good. I I loved them and played them because it was wrestling, but looking yep. looking back, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I played these games. Oh yeah, like the the first WrestleMania game, I I'm like, why did I play this? This game is horrible. <laughs> LJN, right? <laughs> yep, LJN had the Hulkster ripping his shirt oh, off on the on the scene. The music was even good, you know, and then they get in the ring. It's like, well, what am I doing? Everyone just punches and kicks. and Everybody punches, kicks, and tries to body slam, but you have to, like, hit a special button combination to even try yeah. to do Yeah, I just remember getting Bam Bam Bigelow and doing cartwheels all over the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, here we go. And then I'll, I'd always get Andre the Giant and just do, like, off the rope, kick him. <laughs> off the rope, kick him. And you play with a buddy. He's like, oh, yeah, pick the million dollar man. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you like, he always had... He always had like the little like butt crack showing too when he would like walk up and turn around. I'm like, why? Why are we looking at his crack? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till the dudes cover that game. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I gotta I gotta ask you this. I'll talk about mine first. But uh, my okay. my favorite wrestler in both versions, Genesis and Super Nintendo, I love Razor Ramon. The the, the Razor oh, yeah. Razor's Edge is like one of my favorite all time finishing moves. I just it's like the, the I think they always called it a crucifix power bomb, but. Uh, man, when he put that finisher on, he'd do that little thing where he lifted his hands to the side, and it looked really good. Yeah. I was like, yes, Razor's Edge, but he was definitely my favorite. Did you have a favorite? I did. On the uh, on the Genesis, my favorite, and I'm ashamed to admit this now, but my favorite on the Genesis was the Hulkster. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. I was on the Genesis, dude, and you had to hit A and B to do the leg drop, brother. But he was he was always my favorite on the Genesis, and it was just because I was a Hulk fan growing up. Yeah. And on the Super Nintendo, I think Ric Flair would probably have to be my favorite on that one. Yeah, he definitely had a cool look to him. Um, a, a note I wrote down was that everyone kind of had the same physique. Like, everyone was uh-huh. everyone had the same kind of muscle build, but uh, they all had, of course, their, their attire and had, had their kind of looking hair. And I always thought Ric Flair's hair looked so cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was just like white. Yeah. But his uh, figure four looks sweet too on the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, it did. It it, it legitimately looked like the way that he put it on people yeah. too. It wasn't just like some generic like leg hold or anything. Yeah. And that that's kind of what I would say is the best part of this game. The, the finishing moves, in my opinion, there's a couple that were kind of eh, but um, I thought the finishing moves on this game were, were fantastic. And I always got confused by one person, uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, he has this slingshot suplex, I think they called it. Is that? Yeah. I I, I don't. Or they called it the back suplex in this game. Um, I don't really remember him kind of clinging to that move. Maybe that was an early thing. I, I don't know. What do you think? It had to. I think it had to have been. I think like when he broke up from the Rockers, he kind of like experimented with like several suplex moves, and then he just started doing the super kick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
always felt bad for Marty Jannetty and that that group. It's like <laughs> they went complete got, opposite ways. <laughs> he got the short end of the stick on that <laughs> big time. <laughs> oh man! But you know, on the on the finishing moves, I always liked like you know you could climb with especially with like Macho Man, you could climb up and yeah, you could do like a, a jump off the top rope. But if you did his special move, he would do the thing where he would lift like both arms up above yeah, his head, yeah, and then he would do like this weird like sideways animation where he would like lead with his elbow and hit the guy, <laughs> and it would do like a massive amount of damage on him. Yep, yeah. <laughs> I always loved that because somebody's like, well, what's you know, I had one buddy. He would all the time pick him, and he would just like hit the button where you just jump off the top rope. He's like, "Yeah, I did a special move." I'm like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> He's got to raise his arms up first, man. Yeah. No, no, that's a special move. You just hit the A button. <laughs> it's like well, everyone can do that. <laughs> what makes it's like it, anybody can do that. Yeah. That make him very special. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I, I definitely like the Undertaker. It was kind of fun doing the uh, Tombstone Pile Driver. Oh yeah. I'll tell you who was cool on the Genesis was. Uh, the model Rick Martel, he would do like that Boston Crab yeah, move, yeah. and it, it looked really cool on yeah. the on the Genesis. Yeah, because they could have got lazy and just recycled the sharpshooter and made it look like you know what I mean. But it's like they actually yeah, it's a very similar move. But he actually he didn't cross the legs or anything. He just went right for the Boston Crab. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I never, I could never do a hacksaw Jim Duggan's finisher. I, I don't even remember what it was. It was like a charging clothesline or something is what they have it listed as. Yeah, um, you don't have to run or anything. It's just when someone's kind of kind of... The way I always did it, I'd always have to do that like uh, inverted uh, atomic drop and I'd walk mm-hmm. around them because they were kind of stunned and then when you walked around them to, to the front, you could do it. So, okay. Yeah, but it, Or you could just punch a few times, but it, I don't know. It, you're right. That was kind of awkward to do. Um, I know like with the, with the crush move, it's the same thing, but you just get behind them. So if you do that inverted atomic drop, um, they're already groggy, and you can go ahead and hit the button and do the cranium crush. But yeah, with, oh. with Duggan, it was a little different. That was a that cranium crush was a cool move. <laughs> and the thing too, like the finishing moves, the thing I like is like you actually have to set the guy up like they would in real life before they did the move. Like you would have to get him, like you said, groggy and get behind them, or get them groggy and get in front of them, or be at their feet when they're down on the mat. I think with Hogan's leg drop, you had to be at their head, and then he would do the thing where he would run off the ropes and then leg drop them. Yeah, absolutely. It actually That's what it says. It says uh, press the Z button while standing by the head of a fallen opponent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's pretty cool they actually have this in the manual. I'm looking at all the <laughs> different ones, though. The, and the manual for this game is really cool because, you know, it kind of gives, like, bios on all the wrestlers like a little bit of background their heights and weights and yeah. finishing moves and where they're from and then you know you've got their special moves it tells you how to pull their special moves off because you know back in the day that was a big deal when a game booklet would tell you how to do special moves on somebody yeah absolutely and I kind of wonder like I would love to hear the decision making behind who was going to be on Super Nintendo and who was going to be on Genesis like it, it, like, and, and you're looking at it, you're thinking, well, maybe the Hawkster's got some kind of special deal with Sega. You know, I'm only going to be on the, yeah, I'm going to be on the Sega game. Or, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, why, how come Papa Shango is on Genesis and not Super Nintendo? Like, what, what makes, what, maybe because he's a darker character, he's going to be on Genesis. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of. He was inter- more grown up. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was more kind of interesting to think about it that way. Like, why, why? I'd look, I'd looked into, I'd looked into this a long time ago, and it was something having to do with when they did the roster. Okay. Like, the, the Genesis version came out in September of 93, and the Super Nintendo came out in June of 93. Okay. So between, uh, I think they said the big event that occurred between that was SummerSlam. And after SummerSlam that year, a lot of guys left. Like, Ric Flair left after SummerSlam. Um, Hogan came back during SummerSlam. So it was like a lot of, like, contractual things is what I read. Like, okay. a lot of guys were in between, in between contracts. Huh. is why they chose some and then some guys I don't know I mean it's just like well he wasn't in the Super Nintendo put him in the Genesis too is what I read they they did on some of them too so oh, that's interesting yeah I, I always wondered like what the decision was behind that that, that would make sense though cool. because like if Ric Flair had been in the Genesis you know Ric Flair and Hogan would have been like the, oh, the title match that I would have done like every <laughs> time I played it <laughs> like every day he's coming from school like yep that's gonna happen title match <laughs> like Ric Flair Hogan round five <laughs> that would be great oh man so I, I think I actually found myself playing uh, the one on one more than anything because it was kind of like a progression mm-hmm. to get the title 
Because at the very end, whenever you fight the last guy, uh, Mean Gene brings out the championship belt, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, Mean Gene. I remember when you'd see him come out, you're like, yes, I finally beat the game. <laughs> like, you gotta, it'd be kind of neat. You know, if you win with Rick Flair, you can just kind of do the monologue yourself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Woo! Mean! Woo! <laughs> mean Gene! Yep. Woo! <laughs> Can't do Flair. I can't get that little like list that he's got. That's hard to replicate. Oh yeah, he had Flair's one of a kind. I I was watching some YouTube videos of him the other day where he would throw down his pants and like elbow drop it and do that strut. I mean, it was great. <laughs> he's pretty cool to watch in real life. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw him at a I, guess. I saw him at a Comic Con and every time someone walked by and, and did the woo, he would do it right with them. It was like nonstop. <laughs> I'll never forget. I went, and this is crazy. It, Back in the day, back when WCW was really big, they did a uh, house show at Western Carolina at the Ramsey Center, and it had come a real big snowstorm. They were telling people not to get out, and I begged my dad to take me because we had tickets. So we loaded up in the car and went in this massive snowstorm to watch Ric Flair and Sting, and the one thing I'll never forget was Sting was going for a small package. And he grabbed Flair's truck, and Flair like kind of, kind of wiggled a little bit, and like Sting pulled his trunks down around his ankles, <laughs> and like there was his like old man backside just hanging out for everybody to see, <laughs> and like we were on the side facing his back. The people on the front like started freaking out, and he just looked at him and went, "Woo!" <laughs> he didn't care at all. I love it. He didn't care. <laughs> I remember he used to come on the. Uh... I used to listen to John Boy and Billy in the morning before I had like my phone connected to my car. I remember him being on that show a few times. He was great, absolutely great. And you couldn't tell oh, he's awesome. Couldn't tell if he was drunk or what was going on. <laughs> he just never left. Char- you, never left character. <laughs> have you ever listened to his podcast? No, he's got his own podcast. He's got his own podcast. Oh, I got it. And the one where uh, him and Jim Cornette are on there together. Dear Lord, dude, like that's like a, a Southern wrestling fan's dream. Oh wow! Because they talk about stuff that happened in the South and in the you know eastern part of the U.S. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been there. I've seen That's that great. place they're talking about. That's awesome. See, I, I get a I get a little glimpse of that. I, I, I listen to Chael Sonnen's podcast, and he has mainly MMA, but he likes to bring on the old wrestlers. And uh, he's had in the past few weeks, he's had Scott Steiner and a Honky Tonk Man. And, uh, oh gosh, man, these guys hate Hulk Hogan. I could not believe. That's all they talked about is how big of a jerk Hulk Hogan was. I'm like, whoa. I mean, it's, it's neat hearing all these different perspectives yeah, from them. So, I know Scott Steiner would talk about how when he and Hawk would wrestle, he'd try to hurt him a little bit. <laughs> Dude, I've heard that the, the Steiners, man, they could put a hurting on people. Yeah. Like, they really did just to, just to test them. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, Chell Sonnen was a collegiate college uh, wrestler, kind of like the Steiner brothers, and they were talking a lot about that, <laughs> just being tough. Cool. Tough dudes, I wouldn't mess with them. Not at all, not at all. But uh, um, back to the gameplay a little bit. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> I, I listed kind of the the main aspects of just the game itself, as far as uh, engaging your opponent. So you got striking, which we mentioned. Um, which you had to be careful with striking. I always had to kind of like punch, punch, kind of go back a little bit, punch, punch, because if because yeah. when it comes to grappling, whoever grapples first has got a little bit of an advantage. Um, you can tell they kind of go back and forth with who's pushing who farther. And the, the meter bar will, will go on that. So you got to be real careful with your punching and kicking because of that. And, of course, with grappling, I usually only use punches and kicks. It's very limited. I would just go right for the grapple, you know, button mash, button mash, button mash. Usually get the suplex because that was the same. Your suplex button was the same button as your grapple button. So. <laughs> and then uh, you, yep. you have running moves. You can either just run at them or you can – I always like throwing them against the ropes and then running against the ropes myself and doing a big drop kick. It just felt kind of epic. Yeah, it did. Oh, man, that was, that was pretty much my offense was – Punch, punch, kick. Punch, punch, kick. Throw them into the ropes. Run in the ropes. Drop, kick them. Punch, punch, kick. Yeah. And if you wanted to uh, win the Royal Rumble fast, you kind of had to throw them against the ropes because you could you could hip toss them over the ropes without their health getting down. But if you wanted to just kind of throw them over the ropes, you had to wait for their health to get all the way down and uh, grapple them. And you could you could throw them over the ropes that way. But you had to get real good at that timing of the throwing against the ropes and doing the hip toss just to get them out the ring. So that was kind of yeah. nice. Um, now, it was kind of fun to go outside the ring. And I, I may... I may be mistaken, but I think this was one of the first games to really introduce uh, hitting someone with a chair. 
Yep. Okay. And you would get disqualified if the ref was watching, oh, too. I know. And you could run into the ref in the ring and knock him down. And then you can, oh, I always did that on purpose. Too. Then you can start choking the guy and eye gouging him. <laughs> just... Yep. Did you ever have the ref just, like, throw the match out because you hit him too many times? Uh-uh. Is that, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Like I, like, I kept intentionally hitting him one day just to see how many times I could do it. And after about the fourth or fifth time, like, the ref just, like, gets up and, like, throws his hands out in frustration and oh, ends in a double DQ. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that even happened. That was great. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm like, I didn't know you could do that. But yeah, the ref just gets up and like he just like throws his hands up. He's like, I quit, and then the match is over. <laughs> Did the ref do you kind of remind you like Boom Howard from King of the Hill? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'm just gonna throw that ring out there. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> what tell what? No, man. I'm gonna go out there. And I'm gonna go out there. And I'm gonna count One, two, three. <laughs> tap, tap, Yo. Tap. That's great. Oh, we should have did a skit where Boom Howard was a referee. <laughs> you get on the internet and it's just click, 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 click. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I dropped onto that Walmart, man. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, we're going to start going into King of the oh, Hill now. That's easy. <laughs> it's just too easy. <laughs> but, like, uh, everything's connected to Kevin Bacon. I think everything could be connected to King of the Hill in some way. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fun game to play, the Kevin Bacon game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, yeah, outside the ring, that was fun. Um, I was like throwing him into the into the fence. That's <laughs> kind of a tactic, like grapple, throw into the fence, throw into the fence. That was that was always satisfying. The clean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one thing was cool. It wasn't cool when it was happening to you, but you had to be careful where you were going to like suplex people because if you were too close to the ropes or too close to the uh, fence outside yeah. and try to suplex them, it would like bounce you back and kind of damage you as well, which I thought was kind of interesting. You had to get your spacing just right. Yeah, yeah, which was cool. I mean, really, it, looking back at this game, I can. there's definitely better wrestling games, but at that time, I'm just like, man, this is perfect. This is the wrestling game I want to play right now. Oh, yeah, it was a great game. And, you know, and like you said, the finishing moves is what always got me. I'm like, wow, you have to actually set it up, and it looks just like the real move on TV. Yep, yep. <laughs> awesome, man. And, the, you know, the, the music on the game wasn't too bad either. No, and you had to kind of wait. Like when you're picking your characters, you hear like the title screen, and you're like the na 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 na, and then uh, as soon as you'd like leave it on a character for so long, it would start playing their theme music, which was really cool. I, I would just sit there for you know <laughs> twenty minutes listening to everyone's music. Oh yeah, the uh, just one day, just to be out of curiosity, I listened to like the Super WrestleMania version of Hogan's theme, and then the Royal Rumble, and you can tell that they kind of improved the music. Yeah. From the uh, from the previous games, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that the music in this game, you know, it's kind of non-existent in the match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just kind of have the the crowd noise and the guys going ooh ooh. I think that was probably the worst part as far as sounds go, because everyone just sounds exactly the same when they're getting hit. It's like oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> or ah uh, yeah ah uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's like a record skipping, you know. Yeah. <laughs> then you had the ref one, two. Three, <laughs> but yeah, this the, it, I'm, I'm right with you though. I think I think the kind of presentation wise and the music they definitely did a good job from Super WrestleMania to this. So um, <laughs> I, I gotta talk about this. This kind of has to do with the game, but uh, Papa Shango that was uh, he ended up being the Godfather, right? Is that the same yep. guy? Okay, okay, I had to make sure. I was looking at him. I thought I remember this. And I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. So. Yep, he went from doing voodoo to. Pimpin' ain't easy. <laughs> Pimpin' ain't easy with ladies of the night. That's right. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Did he uh, kind of fizzle out there in the late 90s? I think he retired. Like He was on... Uh, pod- I think he was on Stone Cold's podcast, I heard. And he apparently like retired in the early to mid-2000s. And he owns a, a chain of like bars in Texas and in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And like... Um, he, I think he owns like this is no joke. Like I think he owns like a legitimate like chain of strip clubs too. Really? Yeah. Like apparently, like they asked me, I said, "Well, how are you doing these days?" He's like, you know, he said, "I took all my money, I invested it in the entertainment industry, which you know was what I was doing before I wrestled." And you know, he said, "I'm not hurting for money, so life's good." <laughs> wow. So that his persona kind of came out in his real life there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't the voodoo thing. I think I'd be a little bit more scary. <laughs> Yeah, he was... Papa Shango creeped me out when I was a kid. <laughs> when he made the warrior, like, barf up that weird colored stuff. Oh, yeah. 
It wasn't touched him with the voodoo stick. Wasn't there another guy that kind of did the voodoo stuff? The bigger guy. I don't know if it was voodoo, but he. Oh, um, I think his name was Boogeyman. Like he would eat like night crawlers and stuff oh, and man. crawl around and like had a stick that he would hit people with and it would like make them throw up different colors. So. Man, yeah. I think the closest thing you have to that now is like Bray Wyatt, which I think that guy's a genius. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, I, I kind of got upset that The Rock got over him on WrestleMania. I think The Rock should have kind of backed up and let him build himself a little bit. Because I, yeah. I could see him being, like, the next champion. That guy's awesome. Well, you, I know we're getting off on another <laughs> tangent, but I saw where they're getting ready to do another brand split. Really? Smack, SmackDown is going to be its own live show on Tuesday nights for two hours. Raw is going to be its own show Monday nights for three hours. Wow, that's crazy. And, like, the, the planning is is they're thinking about making Roman Reigns the champion of SmackDown and John Cena the champion of Raw. Okay. And doing kind of like what they did back in the mid uh, mid-2000s. Yeah, whenever they got WCW and had too many people to <laughs> put, on, yeah. put on one roster. That's kind of seen what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it'll be pretty good. You know, they've got a lot of, a lot of good wrestlers, and they said that... Uh, you know that they felt confident that they could have uh, enough talent on both shows to where they'd both be really good now. So yeah, there's there's a lot of guys who are, are just on the reach of being the next superstar. I think I, I don't know. I think they're just not there yet, but they can't. They could be with a big push. I think that's the thing. Yeah, got to get some of those guys like John Cena and, and Randy Orton to kind of you know bow down a little bit. <laughs> let them, uh, Chris Jericho was always good about that. He let the new guy come through and, and take the reins. You know. So, yeah. You know. Oh, Chris Jericho. I've always liked him. I always thought he was funny. I do, too. I do, too. But uh, <laughs> I'm just now starting to get back into wrestling a little bit, so it's kind of exciting. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the guys we grew up watching with now are like the old-timers that are helping the young guys out. I know. Really cool. They show up once a year at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, we were – this is no joke. Rob and I were watching uh, the WWE Network the other day, and we were watching some show. It had uh, – Edge, Christian, and Mick Foley. And they were, and it's called Table for Three, and it's where they take three wrestlers who kind of have a history with each other, and they sit them down at dinner, and they just talk about the old days and everything that was going on behind the scenes. And, you know, I looked at Rob, and I'm like, you know, when we went to the Lexington Comic Convention, we talked to Mick Foley. We talked to that guy sitting on TV. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he was so nice. Like, nobody knew who he was. They just saw he was some dude walking by, and Rob's like, hey, is that who I think it is? I'm like, yeah, dude, that's Mick. We're like, hey, Mick, how's it going? He's like, hey, guys, y'all doing all right? We're like, yeah. That's, that's so good. He talked to us. That's so good. I, I know when I went to uh, the Louisville one, and I mentioned I got to talk to Jim Cornette, that nicest guy in the world. I just. Oh, yeah. And I was just, I was trying not to geek out. My wife was kind of laughing at me, but I was like, hey, hey, Mr. Cornette. You know, and I, <laughs> I just kind of made small talk with him. I heard you on this podcast, and just thought that was really cool. And, and he just talked to me like I was his next door neighbor or something. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Like, we. When we talk, we, Rob and I talked to him at Lexington, and you, you may want to edit this part out because Jim, dude, he made Rob blush. <laughs> Go ahead and say it, and I'll put some. We were, I'll put some funny sound effect. We over were, it. Uh, we were walking, you know, by his booth, and we were going to get his book and get him to sign it and talk to him. And Rob walks up, and he's like, "Hey, boys, how y'all doing?" We're like, "Yeah, oh, we're doing good, Jim. How are you?" He's like, "I can't complain." And uh, Rob said. Uh, Mr. Cornette, do you take debit card? He said, yeah. He said, let me just turn around. You can slide it through my <laughs> crack. <laughs> <laughs> then we asked him, we said, uh, Jim, I said, can I do an impersonation of you that JR did? He's like, now, before you start on JR doing impersonations of me, that does not sound like me. That is not me at all. <laughs> That's fantastic. Then we told him, he's like, where are you boys from? And I told him, I said, well, I'm from outside of Asheville. He's like, oh, you bet, bet you went to the Civic Center and watched all kinds of stuff as a boy. I said, yep, I sure did. He's like, I remember when that building was brand new back in the 70s. Oh, wow. That's great. I mean, professional wrestling is just in your blood in North Carolina. That's just, that was the thing for you all, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, I talked to my dad. Like, Cornette has this DVD set. It's like 18 DVDs of NWA wrestling from, like, the late 60s through the early 80s. Oh. And it's all like footage they were going to throw out because they couldn't convert it over from the different millimeter tapes to to standard, you know, television tape. And he got it and transferred it all to DVD. And, you know, I told my dad about that. And he's like, you know, he said, I went to a few of those matches. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, what they would do is he said, you'd go to Asheville and you'd buy what they called the all-day ticket. The matches started at noon 
and you'd have the the underneath and the guys who weren't so, so popular wrestle from like 12 to 3 then there would be an hour intermission between 3 to 4 he said and then when you'd come back at 4 from 4 to 9 they would do the uh the big stars like the the Andersons and the Four Horsemen and all those guys. Oh wow! And he said that it would get brutal. He said like people there like would get around the police and hit those guys with like batteries and purses and chairs and like there would be fights in the crowd trying to fight the wrestlers going to the ring. It was so crazy. Wow! <laughs> I know, I've only got to go to one show in my whole life, and that was just a phenomenal experience. I couldn't imagine being able to be that close to it that often. That's awesome. That's awesome. It was it was pretty cool. I think I'm trying to think what all I've been to. I've been to two WCW shows, two Monday Night Raws, and two or three WWF house shows, just non televised. That's awesome. It's it's cool. Like I took Rob to uh, Raw about a year and a half, two years ago, and he loved it. They came to Knoxville. Yeah. Okay. I remember you all going. I see. I saw and we, the pictures of that. That was cool. That was awesome. That was so much fun. It, Had a good time, even though John Cena won at the end of the night. <laughs> it's just fun because you know, you get to our age. I mean, we know without a shadow of a doubt, you know, it's all staged now. But to get in the atmosphere and still cheer, cheer everybody on, it's just something's cool about that. Or be that guy that's cheering for the bad guys, and everybody's like, "Shut yeah, up!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I know. I've been wanting to find the local show and to take my kids. Uh, I know uh, Andy Layton guy in the retro junkies network he and a local friend of mine are going up to columbus soon to watch raw i believe so they're they're gonna be going to that they they asked me if i could go but i got family stuff because i think it's like july 4th i think like that same, oh same wow weekend. Yeah, yeah it'll be a good show yeah so they're they, they seem to be pretty pumped about that but uh oh yeah royal rumble royal rumble back god we we pulled a uh <laughs> a super show I know, right there I going know. on a tangent <laughs> i think you and i just need to start a podcast called tangents or we just tangent wild tangents wild tangents <laughs> We're not that shareware virus or that spyware virus. Wild oh, tangent. yeah. I've been running, running those old programs and wild tangent found your computer. Please delete. <laughs> I don't really. I, I kind of went over all my gameplay topics here. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to this no. game. It's just a, a wrestling game. It's just to get in there, beat the other guy, win your match, go to the next match, or win the Royal Rumble or the tag title or yeah. whatever you want to do. And, and, a lot of reviews I read talked about being nothing but like the bad ones anyways talked about being nothing but a button masher but uh, there's definitely strategy there's definitely a lot of button mashing yes but there's, Mo, yeah. but there's definitely strategy like you need to make sure you get the grapple first and you know you need to make sure you avoid their grapple things like that and um, you know especially when you get to the harder difficulty you really like I, I wouldn't even get into a grapple when I got to the hard difficulties it was, oh, it, no. it was all <laughs> punching and drop kicks and Let's see if he'll follow me outside so I can bash him in the head with a chair, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> and then I, w- I would always try to pick someone who didn't have a uh, grapple finishing move like Bret Hart or uh, Macho Man, things like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of my strategy. But other than that, I mean, you know, it, it, there was a lot of button mashing, yes, but uh, you had to be very careful how you how you fought your match. Yeah, and, you know, there's no real stats for each guy either. They're all kind of basically the same, just a different finishing move yeah. and a different like face or hair color and or outfit i think uh i want to say monday night raw was the first one to kind of have stats yeah you're exactly right and the first one to actually give them different moves that weren't finisher moves so i, I remember always wanting to get people with the ddt and monday night raw because a lot of a lot of the guys yep. didn't do the ddt and like if you pick one two three kid he's like incredibly fast back and forth on the rings and stuff so yeah you're exactly right yeah, this this was a good game for what it was, and you know it was it was just a, I guess you could say it was, it, like you said, it had the strategy, but you could just press buttons and win a match too. I mean, oh, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of a whole lot of thought. If you just you know punched and kicked, punched and kicked, punched and kicked, you would you would win. And that was always the worst because my my brother wasn't into wrestling at the time, and he come in and get the second controller, and I'm just ready to beat him. You know, I'm like I'm the wrestling guy in the family, and. He would, he would do that. He would just start hitting buttons as fast as he can. No strategy. And he beat me. <laughs> and it was so frustrating. Aww. Same thing when he played like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter against me. I'm like, stop. No. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. You don't. <laughs> stop it. You're not doing it right. You're not playing right. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, man. You're not playing it right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess if that's all you have to say about this game, we can go right on the retrofitted yeah. achievements. The Channel 6 Gems, Retro-Extended Achievements. I've got four. Did you come up with very many? 
I've got three or four, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to pull a Rob here. I'm going to go with a song. This one's called Living on the Edge. And this is uh, <laughs> winning a match with the Razor's Edge. <laughs> oh, nice. And, uh, my next one is just kind of a, a ripoff of the Undertaker, but I just kind of wrote uh, Rest in Peace. And that's uh, doing the uh, tombstone, finishing someone with the tombstone. There you go. Um, <laughs> this one I titled My Fingers Hurt. And this is winning the Royal Rumble in the hardest difficulty, going back to the button mashing. You know, hadn't hit that button as fast as you can. Yeah. And uh, my last one's called uh, You're a True Champion, and this is beating the game on the hardest difficulty with a three-button controller. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that one's rough. Um, so I've, I've, got a, I've got several here. Um, I've got So You Must Really Like Crabs, do the uh, <laughs> Boston Crab with Rick Martell. <laughs> uh, first one in, first one out. Get eliminated first in the Royal Rumble. Ooh, is that for Rob? Did he get that? That was for me. I was first. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> partner, I don't need no stinking partner. Win a tag team match without tagging your partner. Ooh, in. that's a good one. Last but not least, he must be a sniper because he's a sharpshooter. Do the sharpshooter with Bret Hart. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. Oh, man. I uh, I have to do this for Rob. He requested this. So, uh, Why did the pig have to sit on the bench during the ball game? I don't know. Why? He pulled his hamstring. <laughs> 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 Apparently one of Rob's students told him that, and he says, uh, Nick, can you please say this on the gym's episode? <laughs> <laughs> that was dad-worthy, whoever said That's that. That's what I said. It, it definitely uh, meets dad joke standard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to ask the big question here. Is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? I love going to my Moby Rank, uh, to the MobyGames.com, finding out what the Moby Rank is. And the critic score for this, uh, this is a comp- compilation of all the critic reviews of this during that time, got a 77 out of 100, which is not too bad. I actually thought it would be lower. Uh, I know wrestling games kind of got a bad rap back then, so 77 out of 100 is not bad. And uh, GamePro actually gave it a very good uh, write-up here. Uh, the headline said, If you want a fighting game with a twist and a bite and a, bi- and a bend and a bite, grapple with WWF Royal Rumble. If you don't, well, The Undertaker just might pay you a visit. <laughs> that was pretty good. Like, That's pretty good. I like Very that. clever, GamePro. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had some listener feedback on this. And Sorry, Landon, I'm not as organized as you. Landon always sends a really cool PDF on the Retro Junkie Super nah, Show. Don't worry about I it. I just pull up Facebook, and I just start talking and give the other guys a break here. So. <laughs> uh, the first one comes from uh, Cameron Warme. He says, I love it, but I wouldn't call it a gym. It's hardly even good, but I still love it, especially two-player. Let's see. Uh, Brian Voss says, my friend and I love playing the SNES version of it. The Super Moves Rock. I think you may be referring to the Raw because I think of the super moves when you throw them real high up in the air and stuff like that. Yeah. That all. I remember getting Owen Hart and doing that crazy spin. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Daniel Tolan says, uh, garbage. Aaron always beats me. <laughs> I'm taking him and Aaron. <laughs> he and Aaron Hickman have played that before. <laughs> uh, Joe Copel says, this is the first good 16-bit wrestling game for the home consoles. WWF Raw and WrestleMania, the arcade game, would follow, and, of course, games would evolve this game was a good reason to leave your Nintendo behind. <laughs> nice. Aaron always pronounces this uh, this last name, and I'm going to slaughter it when I try, but Sal Gifrida. And it just says, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I think you just left that open for Hawkula to finish that sentence. <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. This game is awesome, dude. <laughs> oh, uh, So Eric Gerbeck says, I hesitate to call it garbage because I feel that's... I feel that it should be reserved for games that are to be avoided at all costs. You can have a little bit of fun with Royal Rumble, especially in two-player. It was a bit of an improvement over Super WrestleMania since it had more moves and finishing moves for each wrestler. For me, it's passably good. <laughs> Absolutely good. <laughs> uh, Ito Romo says, Jim, I love this game. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Philip Vaughn says, Jim, that cover alone. <laughs> so, um, to kind of wrap this up... I- I don't want to say I was torn. Like I, I, I keep thinking to myself, well, it's definitely better than Super WrestleMania, and uh, I think I like WWF Raw better than this. But yeah. um, just I'm just gonna say for nostalgia's sake alone that this game's a gem because um, it just it stayed in my console. I had it for Super Nintendo and I have it for Genesis, and I played them both all the time. It was just one of those games that if I had 10 minutes to pass, yeah, I'll go try a Real Rumble out and you know see what happens. 
Um, it's definitely a gem for me just for the fact that the finishing moves were there. Uh, had some of my favorite wrestlers in the game. Like I, like I said, I'm a huge Scott Hall fan, so having Razor Ramon for the first time ever was just was huge to me. Being able to pull off the Razor's Edge and have it look really good, uh, that was just that kind of meant a lot to me as a child. So uh, I'm gonna give it a gem just for nostalgia's sake alone. I think I'm gonna go with it a gem as well, just like you said, nostalgia's sake. Um, the, like you said, this was the first game that had the finishing moves and the setup for the finishing moves. It had decent controls. You know, the wrestler's themes on the wrestler select screen actually sounded like their themes in real life or close to it. Um, it wasn't the greatest. You know, if you're wanting a real deep wrestling game, then, you know, you might want to try Fire Pro. Yes. But, you know, if you just want something, like you said, you want to pass 10 minutes and see if you can win a Royal Rumble or a match on a harder difficulty, then, you know, this is a... This is this is your game, so I would I would give it a gem just based on that, just on the fact you know that it's big nostalgia factor and it has a lot of the guys you know that I used to love watching you know growing up, and also the Genesis also had some guys who were kind of obscure you know like Papa Shango and Rick Martel and Jim Duggan and you know IRS it had a lot of those guys in it that you didn't really hear a whole lot from. Yeah, absolutely. Man. So I think we uh, can lay the gavel down and say it's a gym. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I was like I said, I almost wrote down good when I did my review. I was like, don't know if I want to call this a gym or not, but I, I, for as much as I played it as a kid, yeah, that's kind of how I was too. Because <laughs> it, it definitely was top five in my rotation. You know, between this, when I think about my Super Nintendo, between this and like King Griffey Jr. Baseball, NBA Live '95, and Super Mario and Super Street Fighter, like those were my games I played all the time. Mm-hmm. And when I came to the Genesis, I had, again, I had this, Earthworm Gym, Street Rage 2, things like that, just constantly rotating. So it was just always in that mainstay of my, my rotation. So <laughs> it's probably not the, uh, I don't know, I could see where someone could argue it's not a gym, and I probably wouldn't disagree with them. But for me alone, yeah, definitely a gym. Cool. All right, man. Well, if you guys would like to check us out anymore, uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Uh, join our group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems. Uh, send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. Check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, and we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And uh, landed our next game. We mentioned this a while back. We, we kind of got sick of... Uh, covering all these gyms like I, I'm always scared that we're gonna do like 50 60 gyms in a row then the rest of our podcast is gonna be awful so uh, we were kind of <laughs> looking at the idea of, uh, of a bad game <laughs> that we know is kind of popular Ooh. and uh, I believe you recommended this one we're gonna do last battle <laughs> oh last battle yeah I'm not saying it's bad yet I shouldn't I shouldn't say that uh, we'll, we'll figure that out on the next show but uh you'll have to listen and see <laughs> exactly so I, uh, I I actually told Rob Luther what the next game was gonna be and there's a very small chance he may make a comeback for a show. We'll see. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to get all the listeners ready. And when they when they get all excited and download the next episode and Rob's not here, at least they downloaded it. My stats look good, right? There you go, man. <laughs> you, you're looking good. You're getting a lot of downloads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that Rob Luther. They're like, oh, no, he's going to be on next week. Yeah, you next week. Her. Next week. Yeah, <laughs> that rolling promise. <laughs> yep. Oh, but uh, <laughs> we should have Aaron back next time. Um, I felt kind of bad. I even asked Aaron. I said, uh, you care if we go on without you? I, I hate this, man. I just want to get another episode out. It's been a while. And he was, you know, Aaron's totally cool with it. We're, we're all we're all so laid back in this crew. <laughs> I don't think you could hurt any of our feelings by doing something like that. But uh, So he'll, he should definitely be back next time. And, uh, of course, Landon, again, you're always welcome back. Hey. I think I'm going to put Thank you, sir. I have to put your picture up on the Facebook page, make it official. Oh, dude, you're going to scare everybody <laughs> off when you do that. As long as you're wearing, like, your Macho Man shirt or something, we'll be good. I'll see if I can dig my Hulk Hogan shirt out and send you a picture of that. (laughs) Thanks again to Josh Witt for that. He got me a Macho Man and a Hulk Hogan shirt, he said. Oh, it's so nice. (laughs) Yeah, they're nice. They're good shirts. I wore them to Lexi, and he's like, you're wearing my shirts. I'm like, I know, man. I wear these every day. (laughs) Wear them to work. Wear them to church. (laughs) That's right. Oh, here comes Lanny. He's got those stupid wrestling shirts on. (laughs) You get up to testify. Let me tell you something, brother. The Lord's blessed me. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something about the man upstairs, dude. (laughs) That'd be epic. If you ever do that, I hope they record it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get the do rag and like the the wig and the mustache. And... <laughs> Your pastor's on stage doing the Ric Flair strut. Maybe make a cool little video out of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> well, with that, guys, uh, this has been Genesis Gems, episode 41. I had to go scroll up on my uh, <laughs> my notes here. Because after episode 20, I just lost track. It's been kind of cool getting this high up on an episode. But uh, anyways, guys, uh, we will catch you later. Bye-bye. Now we're going to hear from Nolan. We actually met Nolan at the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention. He was a real cool dude. We told him we'd give him some time here on the podcast, so take it away, Nolan. Alright, well, after playing the game for a little bit, I would definitely say it's a pretty good game, actually. Even though when this came out, I wasn't existent at the time. But uh, playing it now, it's actually pretty fun. And I do think it's a little funny that um, knock down your opponent, you just kind of got to stand there for like a you get to stand there for like an awkward like five or ten seconds just staring at them if you don't feel like tackling them. <laughs> and it looks really ridiculous. But I'd have to say overall that this is a pretty good game. I, I wouldn't say gym worthy, but I'd say pretty good for sure.